0: You are Locked On Giants, your daily podcast on the New York Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants. I'm Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, along with co host Pat Traina of Inside Football, The Sports Exchange, Forbes, The Athletic, Big Blue View, and, and a few other places. Patty, we are off and running today as the Giants reported to training camp. Busy, busy, crazy day. And how are you holding up?
1: It was a productive day. And I'll tell you what, considering that, you know, guys were arriving and you figured it was going to be, you know, a quiet day, there was a lot going down and a lot of interesting storylines to emerge. And, And like you said, we're off and running.
0: Yes, we are, Patty. First official practice is tomorrow and uh, that will be one of the nine open public practices. And let's just remind folks that there's rain in the forecast. So if you're planning on going out there, check the weather, check Giants.com to make sure practice hasn't been moved inside. Hate to have you drive out there, uh, pull up in the parking lot, find out that uh, that practice is indoors.
1: Yeah, definitely. I'd hate to see some people come from, you know, and and people come from far distances. So do check before you get in the car. And uh, because if they do move it indoors, you will not be admitted. We will be, but unfortunately the fans will not be. So we'll have to, we'll do our best to keep you posted if it comes down to that.
0: So Patty, let's actually talk about uh, some of the events of today. A lot went on today. You were at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center. I will not be there until tomorrow uh so let's let let's uh let's talk about uh some of the things that went on and let's start with some good news. Let's start with the report uh from Paul Schwartz of the New York Post that uh general manager Dave Gettleman's lymphoma is in remission. Obviously you know everyone's had their fingers crossed about that. Um, and that's just, that's just a good way to start camp to get news like that.
1: Absolutely. You know, Dave gentleman is still undergoing chemo treatments, according to that article. Um, but the fact that his scans are coming back, that clean great news. They're going to continue to treat him, uh, apparently to make sure that they get every last little cancer cell that might be floating around in his body. I know the article mentioned that he's lost his hair. You know what? That hair will grow back once they stop the treatments. But the important thing is, is that cancer doesn't grow back. And, and you know, when you look at all the work that he's done on this roster, you know, you want to see him see fruits of his labor. And, and uh, you know, he's he's listened to his body. I, I've heard from people that he's, you know, he's been in here and there. Uh, chemo does knock the, the heck out of you, but... Um, great news that he's he's uh you know rounded their base almost home there with his, with the treatments and continued best wishes to him
0: yes definitely Patty definitely um you know not uh, not anything to be taken lightly and we're, we were glad to hear that news so uh, on a different note some uh, some bad news for the Giants today in terms of the roster Uh Sam Beal the third round pick in the in the recent supplemental draft apparently suffered a shoulder injury this week during workouts and it looks like although I don't think we have you know absolute confirmation of that yet it looks like he's going to undergo surgery on his shoulder and miss the 2018 season just, uh, you know, not a good way, you know, for the young man to to start his career in an unfortunate circumstance, uh, you know, for a guy that the Giants were hoping would provide some depth.
1: Yeah, a very strange story, to be honest with you. Apparently, um, the guys at New Jersey Advanced Media uncovered that Beal had a shoulder issue, a right shoulder issue, going back to February. And the Giants, you know, they, of course, spent the third-round pick on him. And apparently, uh, he aggravated the injury, this according to the Post, uh, on Monday. And today is Wednesday, and there he was out there on the practice field. Didn't do much, but he was out there. So, just a very uh, strange way that these events have unfolded. I know I wrote over a Big Blue View about his contract and how I thought it was odd that they that he had a split salary just the first year, which to me kind of like gave me a little clue, if you will, that, gee, maybe he won't make it through the whole year. You know, maybe they're not counting on him for some reason or another. And sure enough, this news came out and, and, and now it makes sense. Although, you know, again, the, uh, the timing is all kind of, you know, crazy, I think.
0: Yeah, very odd to see a guy. You know, on the practice field today, you know, we saw the video of him out there, even though he did very little, you know, he basically did the walkthrough or install portion. Odd to see him out there and then, you know, shortly thereafter to hear the news that he was going to, you know, perhaps go to IR, although we don't, you know, we haven't heard that officially. I'm sure that, you know, Coach Pat Shermer will be asked about that tomorrow tomorrow. It will be interesting to see what he had to set has to say about, you know, about what he knew when the Giants knew it when that decision was made, all of that because it did seem strange today to see him out there.
1: Yeah, for sure, you know. But uh, bottom line, and it's a it's a very unfortunate turn of events for the young man, and you know whatever the plan is for him, best wishes to him and. Uh, you know, here's hoping we see him on the field next year in a bigger capacity.
0: Definitely, Patty. Now, Giants fans, a word from our sponsor, Nordic Track. Do you ever wish the gym could come to you? Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your own home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline and strength trainers. Join high-energy streamed workouts in studios or exotic locations around the world anytime, day or night. Here is a special offer for Locked On Giants listeners. Get $75 off your NordicTrack purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash lockedon and using the offer code Locked On. Again, visit nordictrack.com slash lockedon and use offer code LOCKEDON to save $75 off your purchase. Patty, let's take a look at uh, a couple of the roster moves that the Giants actually made today. You know, back in the spring, Pat Shermer had said that the Giants would continue to turn over, you know, the bottom of the roster, you know, make some changes, look for some guys they thought could help them. And today, I think we saw two roster moves. We saw a defensive tackle added. Isa Lunsford, you know, from the Green Bay Packers, who had been released by the Packers, and and punter Taylor Seamank, who we had talked about previously on our show, you know, was released. And the other move was that uh, outside linebacker Connor Barwin's signing was officially announced. We knew about that. We knew that was coming. Uh, but to me, the surprise with the Barwin move was the release of Kyle Carter, the tight end who the Giants had had uh, acquired on waivers from Minnesota. Um, just thoughts on on a, on the roster moves that that were made today.
1: Um, like you said, the Barwin move we knew was coming. I was surprised to see Kyle Carter uh, be be. Uh removed from the roster, you know, I thought he showed some promise in spring, especially as a red zone threat. So I actually had him making my final 53 or my first uh, uh, edition of 53. Um, Apparently something happened. Now, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen the transaction report for all we know. Maybe he was way injured. I mean, I, I don't know what the situation was with him. I'll have to check into that, but, uh, Certainly a a head scratcher there. You know, as far as the defensive tackle goes, um, not really a surprise because R.J. McIntosh, who they they drafted, uh, still not able to practice. He is currently on the non-football list. Does count against the roster. I believe he's he's designated as an active uh, reserve. So, um, look, you need to have those bodies in camp in order to rotate guys and keep them fresh. So, um, you know, again, I, I'm curious. Getting back to to the Carter thing, I'm curious to see if he was waived injured. I I would I have a feeling that that might be the case.
0: Yeah, very interesting. You know, perhaps not surprising that uh, that it, that the move came to to make the roster space came from the tight end spot, considering how many tight ends the Giants have collected. But uh, just like you, Patty. I actually had Kyle Carter making the 53-man roster in, in the pre-training camp uh, you know, projection that I made, which I guess just goes to show how much we actually know.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is why, you, you know, in the springtime you can see a little bit, but until the pads go on, you, you don't know how things are going to play out. So uh, that is the case here, apparently, and... And, um, you know, onward and
0: upward, I guess. Another interesting development today, Patty. We uh, we saw a former Giants special teams coach and now assistant special teams coach, Tom Quinn, you know, back with the Giants. That was something uh, we, we didn't expect. Uh, interesting development, I guess, uh the only news that we have is that special teams coach Thomas McGahee is dealing with some sort of health issue of his own, and of course Quinn, you know, who worked with the Giants for so long, uh, is is back with the Giants uh, to to help out, uh, you know, while while uh, Thomas McGahey recovers from whatever's going on uh, on with him healthwise.
1: Yeah, I think for all the fans who who jumped on my Twitter timeline groaning and and, and yelling out why, I think what you have to remember here is that McGeagy is still going to be in charge of special teams, and Quinn is going to be the one taking the marching orders now. So you're going to see McGeagy's personnel, you're going to see his schemes, his direction. So his fingerprints are going to be all over the unit. Now, I don't know what he has going on health-wise. I I wish the best to him, whatever it is. But, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Anthony Blevins, who is the assistant special teams coordinator, is still a relatively young coach. And when you have a a, a unit that last year, you know, pardon me, that the the cliche just wasn't special at all, you know, you want to have some experience in there. And I know, you know, a lot of Giant fans are like, well, anybody's better than Quinn, but the bottom line is that Quinn has a lot of experience, can run certain drills, can oversee stuff, can be a, a, a good voice in McGangie's ear, but uh, look, that unit has to turn it around. They were just abysmal yet last year, just about every major category, and I think they're going to be in the right direction that they can resolve some of these questions that they had, but, uh, you know, I think the important thing, like I said, to remember is that this isn't going to be Quinn's show to run.
0: No, it's not. And the other thing to remember is that this, as much as there is a a disdain for Tom Quinn, you know, in the fan base, I think we have to remember that in whatever circumstance this is with with Thomas McGahey, there is a relationship between McGahey and Quinn. Uh, because McGehe worked for Quinn with the Giants for three or four seasons. I can't remember you know I think it was 2007 to 2010. That so works. there's a relationship and a trust that's already there uh, that in whatever circumstance this is with coach McGahee, you know that could be important to making sure that that these special teams, you know, do, you know, come together in whatever image or whatever fashion, you know, that McGahey has envisioned for them.
1: Exactly. And, and you know, I mean, we'll see what happens, but, uh, you know, a totally different atmosphere, new players, they've upgraded the talent. So that's all going to play into the equation and, and let's just hope for the best.
0: Patty, let's turn to uh, to another topic today. You actually had the opportunity to uh, to get out on the practice field, and get out on the sideline, and watch the final rookie practice, which is something we haven't seen before. You know, with the Giants, it was rookies, quarterbacks, and select veterans. Uh, any thoughts, impressions on? Uh, on what you saw, you know, from that rookie practice, uh, you know, or from uh, just, just from, the, from the atmosphere, you know, around the Giants today?
1: No, not really. I mean, it was more or less a bunch of individual drills. You saw a few seven-on-seven stuff. And, um, you know, really, you know, it, it, it was kind of like a wrap-up type of thing. So, uh, you know, I thought Davis Webb in 7-on-7, seven seven, I thought he threw the ball really well. Eli Manning was given the day off. So, uh, you know, Davis Webb took the, the bulk of the reps there. He threw a couple of beautiful passes. You know, Saquon Barkley came out, uh, did some stuff. You know, so I, I, I just think that, you know, you can't really tell a whole lot from that one practice. I think once they get the pads on, you get everybody on the field, and you put the vets against the rookies and, and whatnot, that's when you're really going to get a good picture for
0: everything, Patty, as much as we at times try to avoid the topic, I think we have to talk a little bit about Odell Beckham today. Um, Obviously, you know, Beckham had said, you know, that he would report to camp today. Obviously he did report to camp today. You know, the, the question for me becomes how much is he going to do, once practice begins tomorrow, I think, uh, Pat Shermer said today that he had no hesitation in putting Beckham out in live drills, you know, that he expected him to be, you know, fully ready to go. Uh, I would still anticipate that, you know, we don't see Beckham thrown into 11 on 11 drills and into a 100% full workload, you know, right away. How about you?
1: yeah I agree Ed I mean again we're not gonna they're not gonna be in pads for another at least another three days four days possibly um, Shermer's gonna kind of ease ease everything in and O'dell's gonna do whatever he's cleared for you know I don't know if he's gonna get full clearance or not but <laughs> but uh, he's going to I think gradually build himself up you can't go from from, you know, being basically idle in week five of the season last year to going at 100 miles per hour. And even though Odell has been, um, you know, training and he goes out at full blast, it's just not the same when you're talking about football because you're not getting hit, you're not getting into football shape when you do that type of workout. So I think they're going to take it slow with him, you know, because they don't play until September 9th, so there's no rush to get him back on the field.
0: Patty, anything in anything else interesting th- that you saw today or th- that happened today that uh, that you want to talk about?
1: No, not. I mean, really, the only other thing that I thought was interesting was uh, you know Will Hernandez is is is, is uh, developing into quite a legend amongst his teammates. It's interesting because I asked Olivier Vernon today of what he thought about the Giants' offense, the revamped offense, and he went right to Hernandez. So I just thought that was kind of you know, interesting that that he would go and, and single the young man out. And, I mean, he talked about, Bernie talked about the whole offensive line, you know, and how they've got a, a nastier attitude. But but Hernandez is sure, you know, making a name for himself, and in a good way, I might add, you know, on that offensive line.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously the offensive line is is going to be such a key to everything for the Giants this year you know, they've added Saquon Barkley they should have Odell Beckham healthy they still have Evan Ingram they still have Sterling Shepard but that offensive line is is the key to to allowing Eli Manning you know the the opportunity you know to use all of those weapons and in my conversations that I've had with with Will Hernandez you know I love the kid I'm just looking forward to seeing to seeing him in pads, to seeing him get a chance to, to hit some people and, and seeing what he and Nate Solder and, and, and Patrick Omame, you know, can really bring to this offensive line. One of the big questions is whether that line is diff, is just different this year or is it actually better? And if you're like me, then you're pretty optimistic, you know, that that line actually will be better.
1: Yeah, I, I think so, Ed. I mean, I'm really looking forward to seeing what that line is going to do. I think there's there's a, a better, you know, nobody's really coming right out and saying it, but I think there's a lot more confidence in it now. Again, we were all confident about the offensive line last year. We, we, you know, I I, I admit I, I drunk drank the Kool Aid uh, that they were selling. Um, so we will see once the pads go on, but, uh, the arrow looks promising and, you know, let's hope that it is because if it does if it's not, it's going to be another long year.
0: Yes, it will. Patty, with that said, uh, you know, tomorrow we get started for real first practice uh, Thursday afternoon should be open to the public, you know, weather permitting and, uh, Patty and I will be back to, to break down what we see on the field on Thursday. And uh, Giants fans, as always, we thank you for listening, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye now.